You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So over this past weekend, we had a barrage of shootings here in the city of Seattle. More than normal. Normally, we'll have like one or two. Maybe somebody gets killed every few weekends, something along those lines. This weekend, we had multiple shootings. I think four or five people are dead so far. Two guys got shot on their way to work today. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. We had shootings on Monday. We had shootings over the weekend. Just a lot of stuff going on. Here's a question. What is the Seattle City Council saying about all this? Well, the Seattle City Council was mostly silent, as in crickets, after the weekend of deadly shootings. How come? Well, they they were on board, for the most part, they were on board with the whole defunding the police movement. How is that working out now? How's that working out for said citizens in districts served by said Seattle City Council members? Not so good. It's a difficult time. It's tricky, but showing leadership is important. Even if you don't have a solution, show some leadership, show up in your district, make a house call, be there, let your constituents know, all right. This person is at least on board with showing up for something. Instead, most of these, most of these folks have kind of been like, yeah, you know, things are, things are pretty good. You know, I mean, what, why would I, why would I go show up? I mean, this is, it's Seattle's a big city. We don't, you know, we don't really need to address this. It's a difficult topic. Shootings are up. We don't have enough cops on the street to keep our, our streets of Seattle safe, but overlook that, that whole issue. And the fact that I publicly supported defunding the police, speaking as a council member right now, I was big advocate on defunding the police. And now that we've got shootings in my district, whew, things are difficult. All right. Before we get into it, if you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news that reasonable people want to hear. Now, why are we reading about the Seattle City Council is silent after weekend of deadly shootings? There's a little thing called public safety. If communities, areas, neighborhoods, towns are safe, their real estate does really well. That's one of those things where you just want to have. Do you ever say to somebody, you know what, that is a crime ridden community, I think you should live there. No, nobody ever says that, right? They're like, Oh, yeah. You know, I heard there was a shooting there three weekends ago. And then, you know, the whatever stat crime stat, you hear that a lot. And that's the difference between a safe community and not so safe. And Seattle, Right now, I mean, we, we had a shooting in uh, Pioneer Square, kind of entertainment area downtown, Belltown, north of downtown, Lake City Way, kind of north Seattle, um, south Seattle-ish. We've got shootings in Federal Way happening all the time. These numbers are up. Drive-by shootings in Seattle are up 100, or no, King County, up 100%. We get twice as many shootings now. I mean, and just... The numbers are crazy, crazy. So what are our fearless leaders doing here in Seattle? Mm, Crickets, for the most part. 
After a deadly weekend of gun violence in Seattle, many people who live in these impacted neighborhoods are now criticizing the Seattle City Council for not showing up to check on constituents or answer questions about public safety. The silence is deafening, says former City of Seattle safety advisor Scott Lindsay. I haven't read a single story about anybody covering what they're recognizing as gun violence. So you haven't even had that. What they've basically done is just kind of had some pre-recorded stuff and oh, we're, we're, we're spending some money on these community programs. No, what are you doing to prevent this right now? You need to stop having people shoot each other and kill each other in the streets. And Seattle, Seattle is nothing compared to Chicago. Chicago last weekend, I think 72 shoot people shot, 12 people killed. I mean, granted, Chicago is 2.1 million. City Seattle is 775. So the numbers obviously are, Chicago is a bigger town. But man, their numbers are insane. Council member Andrew Lewis, who represents Pioneer Square, where they had one of the shootings, the scene of several shootings on Sunday. Uh, I, I apologize, several shootings. Lewis also serves Belltown, where one man was shot to death after a bar fight. Okay, instead of directly answering our questions about the city's uptick in violence, a council spokesperson told us to watch a pre-recorded message by Lewis and safety chair Lisa Herbold on the topic. Watch a video we made. That's, that's, that's not good. That's not going to work. You've got concerned citizens who are dealing with death and you are doing a pre-recorded statement. Lewis started off by talking about the shooting, saying in part, we all need to stand united as a community in confronting this challenge, not just locally, but nationally. Let's divert from his constituency and his, his neighborhoods and let's look at the national picture. Granted, the national picture is not good either. Crime stats are up and they're up in towns where... They didn't defund the police as well, right? So these numbers are up, but he's deferring, basically saying, don't look at us. We need to handle this on a national level. Herbold added that she is also concerned about the shootings and rattled off a list of financial investments the city is making in community-led safety services and touted the partnership with King County. All right, here's my question. You've got a list of financial investments the city is making in community-led services Number one, and number two, we're, we're we are really proud of this partnership with the King County. How is that working out right now today? How many shootings do we have over the weekend? Right there, you go. Okay, so this this list of financial investments. How much did that help out last weekend's shootings? I'm yeah, I'm I'm at a loss here too. And then we've got this great partnership with King County. I think that's awesome. Yay. Hooray. Cheerleader for all this investment in community stuff. That is great. But what are you going to do to prevent this stuff from happening next weekend? The weekend after that? Because these are year-long processes, years-long processes you're, you're working on here. The whole community stuff, you've got a whole generation of kids who think nothing of, of, of engaging in street justice. That's what this is. These are, these are people just shooting each other, right? Crazy. Yeah, some of it's gang related. Nobody seems to want to talk about that. We just want to say, hey, look at the investment in the community. All right, 
You need some more cops on the street. That's the bottom line. And you're not going to be able to recruit them fast enough. And nobody wants to talk about that. You know why? Because you wanted to talk about defunding the police for a long time. And how's that working out? Hmm. Yeah. I'm encouraged that Seattle is joining the regional approach to addressing gun violence. And last week, the mayor's office announced an intent to support a $2 million investment in King County's Peacekeepers Collective, said Herbold. Again, what are you going to do to stop the gun violence from happening next weekend? Not $2 million investment in King County's Peacekeepers Collective. Because the Peacekeepers Collective, they're not doing anything right now, are they? Boots on the ground, cops on the street. No, it's a different approach. So we're deflecting to these programs, which are good, but you need some more cops on the street. That's the bottom line. But critics like Lindsay say these are just hollow talking points. What? Oh, are these just hollow talking? Yes, they are. They're very hollow because they don't really do anything right now today. And that's what you need addressed. A regional response to gun violence, while important, is not going to be the answer here in the city of Seattle. Lisa Herbold and the council president and the former chairwoman of public safety, Lorena Gonzalez, need to say what their plans are for the city not to set a new record for homicides, said Lindsay. How are you going to not set a record for homicides in the city of Seattle? How are you going to do that? That means this year now. What are you going to do? Let us know what does that look like? That means you actually have to do something, which I don't think this city council is capable of doing. I don't think so. I don't think, they, what are they going to do? You know, they, they basically, most of them have said, I ah, defund the police. It's a really good idea. We need to re-envision public safety. Well, you're re-envisioning it and you're reimagining it. And here's where you're at. Multiple shootings, multiple people dying. Victoria Beach is the chair of the Seattle Police Department's African American Advisory Council. She's wondering why these elected leaders aren't out on the streets reassuring their constituents or coming up with some type of tangible game plan to address the gun violence. All right, let's hone in on one word here. What do you think that word is? You got it. Tangible. What's a tangible game plan? The whole, you know, let's, let's spend some money on these safety programs. That is great long term. Those may or may not work out long term. You got to get your communities behind this because they're the ones rearing the kids who are running around shooting each other, right? Let's be honest. And then we've got a whole homeless issues where random shootings are happening there. We know that's going on. We've got gang violence, just kind of willy-nilly, people shooting each other. And then people committing crimes are just being let right back out onto the streets, not even any prosecution. So we've got, you know, district attorneys that got prosecuting attorneys that, you know, they're, they're very progressive. They care about their fellow human being. They just don't care about their fellow human being who's had ongoing crimes done against them. They care about the ones doing the criming, Right. So how many times have we been here? It doesn't change. They haven't come out and they won't come out, says Beach, who is the Seattle Police Department's African American Advisory Council president. Um, Council member Shama Sawant is also being called out for not showing up after shootings in Capitol Hill and the Little Saigon area in the, China, inter, in the Chinatown International District, which she represents. Community activist Frank Irigon says Council President Lorena Gonzalez, who is running for mayor, 
needs to start leading during this difficult time instead of quietly standing by. Boy, they were not quiet during the defund the police, were they? No. During that whole summer of love and isn't this just the greatest thing? They just kind of, you know, they, they were silent on the fact that these violent protesters were ripping apart businesses in downtown Seattle. They were very silent there, just like they are in the the killing happening now and the shooting, the random shootings. Ah, oh, you know, if you just ignore it and it'll just, yeah, it'll go away. I mean, it's not that, you know, people dying, you know, people die every day. It's, it's not that big of a deal. They're not even saying that. They're just not even saying anything. Basic reasonable expectations for our city council members is to show some empathy to what's going on in our neighborhoods, said Aragon. Hmm. Show some empathy. Mm. But Chris Woodward with the Alliance for Pioneer Square, a business advocacy group, believes a crisis is also an opportunity for the council to correct course. Talk to community members and understand their problems. They're being shot. That's their problems. And they're continuing to be shot. And it's happening in numerous different locations across the city, not just in one, one isolated neighborhood. And should listen to their suggestions about how to help their neighborhoods and their community, said Woodward. With the uptick in gun violence, council members are also being reminded again, they slashed this year's police budget by 18%. And they were pissed that they couldn't slash it by 50%, which is what the geniuses at CHOP slash Chaz, that's what they wanted. Defund Seattle police by 50% now. That's what the signs on the entrance to CHOP said. How many times have I said that? I don't know. You could probably put that on my gravestone. Defund Seattle Police Department by 50% in a quote. Because it seems to be an important thread, doesn't it? They only got 18%. They were pissed. And now they're going, hmm, yeah. Maybe if we had more police, we wouldn't have to address these shootings and people getting killed in our district. This isn't a good look. Um... What are we going to do? Let's talk about investment in the community. It, 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 it's, it's mind boggling, but we're here and we knew we'd be here. And, you know, make your vote count. That's the bottom line, right? So city of Seattle, take note of what has happened. If you want this to continue happening, and if you want this kind of leadership that basically just crickets when it comes to actual hardcore issues, this isn't climate control. These are people dying. There's a big difference, right? You might want to give out some ridiculous argument like, oh, human mankind is going to all die if we don't take care of the planet. Now. Yeah, but uh, tell that to some mom who just lost their you know, 18-year-old kid. Because what, 85% of these shootings are kids between 18 and 24. 49% of them are black kids, black, black adults. 70% of them are, or is it 85% of them are male? I mean, it's, the numbers are staggering. It's just, it, it's staggering how much violence is out there right now. All right, so what does Seattle Police to, uh, Chief, Interim Chief Diaz, what's he saying? He is saying the next mayor needs to support the police department. He also came right out with Mayor Durkin and said, we need some more cops and we need them pronto. And you're going to hear that from the mayor, I think, pretty consistently over here in the next few days. 
Now, she has always, our mayor has has never said defund the police by 50%. Most mayors have not been on board with the whole defund the police movement because they know what a ludicrous idea that is, outwardly saying those words. And yet the whole, you know, we're going to have the summer of love and not really saying anything about the riots that took place and, you know, trying to say that those were peaceful protests when in fact they were violent riots that ripped apart, you know, businesses across the nation to the tune of over $2 billion worth of damage. How many times am I going to say that? It happened. And yet, you know what we're focused on? We're focused on January 6th. Hmm. We've got hearings and queries, but all that other stuff that actually, you know, went on for months and months and months down in Portland. How long did that go on for? A long time. As Seattle leaders continue to search for answers amid a troubling string of recent shootings, Interim Seattle Police Chief Department Adrian Diaz spoke to Cairo's Radio G and Ursula show to address the many factors at play that have made that process difficult. Over a 36-hour period, 10 people were shot in six separate related incidents across the city amid a year where gun violence across the region has risen to record highs. As for why that is, Diaz admits that at least for now, there isn't one single solution. And I don't think there is either. And I don't think defunding the police is, you know, 100% to blame. But it sure didn't help. And it doesn't hurt doesn't help trying to catch the bad guys doing the shootings now. Because the cops are spread too thin. Everybody knows this. Except the leaders who are like, like down in Portland, ah, every cop can can do traffic, but you know, we're not really down to just one one traffic officer. That's a commissioner down there who is literally off her rocker. She is she is not well. She should um she should have her she should take one of those tests tests, whatever test that is. It's a test where you can't say the word test and you say teth instead. That test. They should have don't get me started. I wish I had a good answer because it would give us a lot more to focus on, he noticed. Seattle struggles with gun violence are more about a combination of contributing factors, Chief Diaz describes, including uptick in gang-related shootings. All right, we've got that. As well as fallout from months of isolation brought on by the pandemic. Agreed. We know that COVID hit. A lot of people were locked up in their homes, he said. I think that people's tensions are up and I think that people's emotional well-being has been affected. I also think that they know there's no that the odds of getting caught and the odds of being prosecuted are slim right now because we're not really prosecuting any crime except for the very worst. And does murder, you know, only that only counts if you catch them, right? He also points to increases in shooting in homeless encampments. Yes, that is one of the shootings we had. Uh, the Yesler terrorist homeless encampment is one of the shootings we just we just read. We had drive-by incidents. Yep, but we had two drive-by incidents this morning on I-5, I believe it was. Two people going to work got shot in a drive-by and more random type shootings than we've seen in years past. On a more systemic level, Diaz believes that lenience given to repeat violent offenders in Seattle looms large. Lenience. We're progressive. We like to be lenient here in Seattle. And we wonder why our violent crime continues to escalate. We wonder why all those crimes that used to actually be crimes, which are no longer categorized as crimes, keep happening and they keep impacting people's lives. But miraculously, the data shows crime is decreasing.
That's how you do it. That's progressive, right? I'm concerned about how we have certain violent offenders released. Some of the standards have been let up a little bit, he said. Having those people in custody is extremely important for the safety and well-being of everybody. Hmm. I think so too. I, I'm going to agree with Interim Police Chief Diaz on that one. Having people in custody that commit violent crimes is important to public safety, as is having enough cops on the street to keep the streets safe. But that is an unpopular opinion. However, we're watching that social experiment unfurl in front of our eyes because that whole 18% defunding, they wanted 50%. So take round 18 up to 20, double that, add another 10%, you're at your 50, right? So you're at your 50. So we're sh really shy of that 50, what they wanted. Wouldn't it have been interesting to give them what they want and defund the police by 50%? So now we've got like, what? Uh, what do we have? Do we have a 1000 cops on the street here in Seattle now? Uh say, say we've got 600 cops, really, really defund the police. What do you think that would look like? And, 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 hey, we're already the the council members are already saying we're pumping money into social programs. We're doing that, right? We're do, community programs, social programs, we're doing that. So we take all that money and continue to pump that in. What does that look like in a couple of weekends from now when you've still got this stuff going on and we're on track for the you know world record holder of Seattle crime you know for the year meanwhile Seattle Police Department's own struggles with staffing has posed have posed an additional challenge with the department losing 250 officers over the last year and a half that's a trend Diaz says has slowed having only lost a couple to resignations in the last couple of months the mayor thinks it's going to be 300 before we're all said and done. And she's saying we need to hire some more cops. How do you think that is going over with these um, genius Seattle City Council members? Remember, these are council members that said constituents voted into office. So be careful who you vote for. If you're concerned about violence increasing, Remember the defunding the police. Yeah, that does have something to do with this. So you might think about that the next time that you vote in some of these knuckleheads, right? So we're starting to see people stay with the department, he said, while emphasizing the need now to turn to Seattle Police Department's focus to bringing more officers on board, as well as bringing in, here it is, a new mayor who will support those efforts. We need a mayor that will support the police department, Diaz added. Boom. We said it. They're done. That is true. Are we going to get one? It's Seattle. Probably not. No. We'll have somebody who's like, ah, we need to make some more investments in the community. We need to try harder next time. And we're going to deal with this as a whole community and on the national level as well. Just some more gibberish like that, right? Diaz next hopes to present new initiatives to city council to provide more hiring incentives to incoming officers. But in the meantime, he feels confident that the officers Seattle Police Department currently has will stick around long term. Why any of those cops have stuck around? Uh, I mean, they love Seattle. They love doing their job. They're good at doing their job. I mean, I think it's remarkable 
how few incidents we hear about and read about where the cops are spread thin and they can't get to something. And yet it doesn't seem like they really miss much. Have you noticed that in the news? Even in Portland, you read stories about extended times of, you know, 911 calls being responded to. But it seems like for the most part is is that they have just figured it out. And I know, you know, a lot of the cops are super stressed out. They're not taking vacations. They're working multiple shifts. One guy last year, I think, made 400 something thousand at the Seattle Police Department because he, he did so much overtime. There's that much opportunity for overtime. And you might say, well, that was illegal. Yeah, the guy still worked it. He worked. I don't know. I'm never going to say to anybody, you work too much overtime. You took advantage of the system. You work too much as a cop. I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm proud of that guy, whoever that guy is. I would, I would, yeah, I mean, that's impressive. You rack up that much overtime. I don't really care. You worked for it. Hey, if you put in the time, I don't care. It violates Seattle police policy. I don't really care. You worked for it. You're a cop on the street. Whatever. I'm down with that. The officers that we have right now are here for the long haul, he said. Okay. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. Gotta get some new ones though. Need some more, need some new blood. Cause you're gonna continue to have people. I mean, there's gonna be guys and gals who are gonna be retiring. People who are like, you know what, this wasn't really my gig. I, you know, put in my four or five years or whatever. I really just need, you know, my family needs me at home. I don't really feel like putting my life on the line for all this. You know, all the new guidelines and new laws you have to follow, just, oof, I quit. You're going to have a bunch of those people on the ongoing basis. So you've always got to have new blood coming in because there's, it's like any business. You can't rely upon your, your staff as it is right now to be there forever. You're going to have changeover. You're going to have turnover. It's just going to happen. So need to get some more cops, need to get them in there ASAP. And, uh, you know, the mayor's talking about it. Chief Diaz is talking about it. What's that actually going to look like? So you want to apply to our police department? Have you heard about us? Have you heard about the issues we've had? Yeah, tough sell. That's a tough sell. How do you spin that? Uh, here's the spin for new cops. You have the opportunity to be part of a freshman class that is going to set new standards for policing in the city of Seattle for years to come. You are the new representatives of the Seattle Police Department. We know that this is the brightest, best class that we have had in years. We are depending upon you. The citizens of Seattle are depending upon you to lead us through this mess. That's how you spin it, I think. And you, you, you've just got a bunch of cops who are already kind of on the, yeah, let's get in and get this done because that's what you got to be to be a cop. You can't be a sit in the back of the class kind of guy and go, oh, you know, I'm going to let others take care of this. You're already kind of there, right? You're a cop. So that's how you spin it. Will that work? I don't know. I just know real estate. I don't really know policing, but yeah, I can throw out a decent speech now and then because um, it's it's basically just motivational, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, the police officers have had more of the, you know what? 
we need to release you to a better opportunity where you can really blossom, where you can really do your thing. No, nobody ever said that to them. It was way worse than that. It was horrible. So that's how we get uh, police numbers down as far as we are. And then we've got some gun violence and got the city council going, I, ooh, yeah, nationwide numbers are up, stuff, things. Yep, they didn't really say much, did they? No. Ah, we're investing in community. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. What are you going to do about next weekend's numbers? That's kind of how I, pragmatic, pragmatic. What are you going to do? That's where we sit. So thanks for the leadership, Seattle City Council members. That was that was enlightening. Um, the confidence that you instill is is not there. All right. As this story continues, I will report it to you right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Am I being too harsh on these guys and gals? I don't think so. I think this is just one of those things where you say, yeah, we saw that one coming and here it is. And it's like, what do you expect? I'll keep this storyline going because it's going to keep it going. Trust me. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you guys soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 